This is Liz. Hi, this is Sheila. Hi, this is Monica. This is Leanne. News, talk, and laughs. laughs. We tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time. You're listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Thanks for being with us today. Leanne, Liz, Sheila, and Monica here along with... Kia, uh, just in case we, <laughs> we we need a six sister. She's our backup here. Hey, what a show today! First of all, what a show! So much animal news. I mean, who who could? How believe does it? that happen on some days that it just seems like all of the headlines are animal related? Even the number one movie in the country is animal related. Liz, <laughs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Okay, Leon. Every time I see a Chihuahua now, a real one yeah. out on the street, yes. it reminds me I need to go see that movie. Yeah, it's just well, you're going to see it on a plane, so I wouldn't rush out, but. Um, um, and I would take a small child, but again, I just want to say, as I said on my blog at Chaos Chronicles, it should be called Beverly Hills German Shepherd because <laughs> it the, stars a German the Shepherd. The real star of the movie is a German mm. Shepherd. Leon, are you sure that's not just because you are partial to German Shepherds? You are the owner of a German Shepherd, so you pay more attention to German Shepherds? If you agree with me, I just want you to email us at satellitesisters.com. Liz, all that's true. I mean, I do pay uh-huh. a lot of attention to German Shepherds. But I think people will say the most interesting character in this movie is the German Shepherd, Delgado. <laughs> he has the most character development? Yes, he does. Okay. He comes, he has the longest full arc. arc. Full arc. <laughs> full arc. And can I just say, I cried. At the end of the movie when oh, really? Delgado gets his redemption, I cried. I did not feel the same way about the Chihuahua. <laughs> The Beverly Hills Chihuahua, you know, I mean, Beverly Hills German Shepherd just doesn't have the cuteness factor. We understand, Liz. We German Shepherd. It's a a marketing thing. We understand. We understand that. I am more afraid of Chihuahuas than I am of German Shepherds, Leanne. Well, you should be. Sheila, I have a whole list of animals that you should really be afraid of, (laughs) so you will love this. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. I have a whole list of worries that you can start worrying about. I can add on to my list of things I'm afraid of. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, And Sheila, you have a whole list of horrible foods. That we should be worried oh, about. Oh, that's right, Leanne. I mean, 30. Do you have that list? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. the look on your face was like, <laughs> oh, that's today? No, no. follow up questions. <laughs> no, they're the worst. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Moose in the headlights. <laughs> I do have that list, Leanne. Okay. <laughs> the worst, quote unquote, healthy foods. You would be surprised. I eat healthy foods all day long. But I found out they're full of sugar and full of fat. Mm. That's good. Yummy. Okay. And I mean, then, not good. Well, then there's a cozy couch, too, because that's oh. a lot of worry. We've got, we've got dangerous animals, dangerous food. We're going to need to relax at the end of the show. Well, there's autumn candle therapy, Leanne, oh, that can good. help you feel less stressed and more energized. Okay. And who doesn't need that? We all need it. We all, all right. need that. Well, we all need it for what we have coming up. Right. right? Well, especially our family right now needs it. We're going to start by giving you installment one. Uh, it's a Dolan family saga. We're calling Edna and Jim's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. We're all in on this, and you, many of you have experienced this in your own families. So please, play along at home. <laughs> and we will be posting on the blog. We really need your advice and your comments. Here's the deal. Our parents are both 81 years old, Edna and Jim Dolan. They live in Portland, Oregon. And this spring, they said to their children... They have eight children. There are five girls and three boys. They said to us they thought it was time to move out of the house that they lived in, that it was too much to handle. They wanted to downsize. But then there's been some disagreement about 
well, where should they go and what should they do? And not just disagreement between the eight kids. I mean, we just all want to do what they want to do, but they haven't necessarily nailed down their preferences between themselves. But anyway, the reason we bring up Edna and Jim's excellent adventure today (laughs) is because on Friday... Monica, you are loading Edna and Jim into a minivan and bringing them to California. <laughs> we, we have one rule. We're not strapping anything or anyone on the top of the minivan. You know, we are getting pretty psyched for our road trip. I, it's a two-day trip. We're going to drive from Portland to Los Angeles. Break it up. I, I know I just have not done this trip in a very long time, and I've certainly never spent two days trapped in a minivan. Not trapped. I mean, <laughs> two days in a minivan with my parents. We don't own a minivan, but we decided we would rent one because, Leon, don't they have those captain's chairs? Yes, they do. They're very comfortable for long road trips. We have a minivan specifically for long road trips. You're you're going to enjoy them because it is 900 miles. It's a long drive. I know, Having just done it. But we're getting excited. Mom has already planned the whole snack menu. Oh, you know, good. And, and there's going to be some soft-sided coolers. Um, I am in charge of what I, I think is the entertainment because I don't think I can tell stories or talk to them for what is it 10 hours one day and like eight hours the next day so you know what i did i burned a lot of satellite sisters shows onto cds to take with me okay i thought i thought you were gonna say soft jazz or something no i'm gonna i'm I'm planning on some soft jazz what i don't want to do is we cannot be switching radio stations every 20 minutes and that's the way i drive that is not relaxing for anyone uh, Do you so have a we, DVD player in the back seat? Well, for mom? I told mom if she was a good girl, <laughs> maybe we could upgrade to the minivans <laughs> with the little flip-down screen, and she could watch, you know, some HGTV. cartoons. Yeah, some cartoons back there, yeah. or, or have a Princess Diaries too, <laughs> one and two. That'll that'll be good for a while. Uh, so, and then we also, again, no strapping anything to the top. We're very excited now, mom. You'll love this. She, a couple of weeks ago, suggested we go down to AAA. They belong to AAA, which is excellent because we got a discount on the car rental. She suggested we go down to the AAA office in Portland. She likes to do everything in person. She's not an over-the-phone. She's certainly not an over-the-internet type gal. She said, let's go down there and let's get the map for how to get to California. I said, Mom. Like you would need directions. It's I-5. It's just like you just get on I-5 and you go south. So we're 900 miles. I know. (laughs) And then take a right. And then you get off. And then you're there. (laughs) You take a right because we have to get to the coast. Right. Right. Right, Because Santa Santa Monica's at the beach. So I said, I I don't think we need to, you know, go down to AAA. But I like the fact that she wants to get involved. We've already decided I'm renting the minivan the night before. Mm -hmm. We're doing all the packing Mm -hmm. tomorrow night. Uh, uh-huh. We're going to get everything all set to go, and then we're going to go out to dinner <laughs> to oh, celebrate good. the packing of the minivan, and then we're getting on the road first thing Friday morning because I do better at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. I know you might find that hard to believe, but I do better behind the wheel. No sharing of the driving. Mm-hmm. I, we, we You're the driver. We've established that. I'm the driver. I've driven cross-country by myself in years past, several times, all by myself, 
four or five days on the road, so I don't mind doing the driving. I am going to insist there's some shuffling of parents between the front and the back seat. You know, change it up a little bit every couple of hours. Leanne, we want to stop outside Reading to see that beautiful suspension bridge. Oh, you should. It's it's great. It's really beautiful that's along gonna, the river. Yep, mm-hmm. That's going to be one of our planned rest stops, and then we, we're – we're booked into Sacramento, so it's like come hell or high water that first night. I hope it's not high water. <laughs> I know. Mom keeps saying California or bust. I'm like, Mom, could you not say the or bust part? Yeah. How about California? Here we come. Right. We're going to be singing that all the way down I-5, but we are booked into Sacramento. We're, we're excited. I mean, they're excited, too. And the good thing is, you know, we have spent the past couple of weeks, maybe months, just packing up and organizing their house so now i mean it's like that sh- those hgtv shows designed to sell i mean everything is just that it's packed it's organized they've given things away i've been the recipient of you know i got a set of formal dishes so come on over for <laughs> i don't know what i'm going to be serving on those the formal china but they are very organized with their possessions and i think that's a good place to be for them so here's what we know Mm -hmm. so far that we don't really have a permanent plan which is why we're putting this out to you like how did you work through (laughs) would you like to have some (laughs) parents No, no, what no. is what has worked for your for you and your family? What hasn't worked? What we decided to do with our parents because they wanted to try out living in California, right? Because it's a very different yeah. experience than Oregon, right? They're kind of not sure that if they want to stay in Oregon or move to California, where four out of their eight kids are. Obviously, Monica's in Portland, but it's a weather thing. So we decided. So we rented them a little place in Santa Monica, very close to where Sheila lives and very close to where I live, and they're just going to come down. closer to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to come down through the holidays. It's like a little tester time mm-hmm. in Santa Monica, and we'll see if they like that. But it's, you know, it's hard to know. There's some comedy here because we are not a family of car trips. So no. the fact that this whole adventure starts with a car trip, we never really drove anywhere together when we were kids just because there were 10 of us, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work that well in a car. No. There's no – it just – there were no minivans in those days. <laughs> so uh, so we have that. There's the temporary California tryout. Uh, and we'll see how that works out and the road trip and all of that. But then another part of the subplot here is the home they've been living in went on the market last week. Right. So you can understand. Again, it's like if you were going to pick a week to put a house on the market, maybe last week would not have been the <laughs> ideal week. <laughs> Our parents have been living in a house in Portland that I actually own. I bought it 20 years ago when Monica and I first moved to Portland. So it's a nice, cozy little house, but it was more than they really want to manage anymore. So that's now on the market. So there's a whole other drama like, okay, we probably could have picked a a better week if we had done this like a year ago. And Mm -hmm. we could use your help with that if you need a house. (laughs) This has got a beautiful house. Delightful (laughs) home in the West Hills of Portland, Oregon. So that's where we are with Edna and Jim's excellent adventure. As we say, the reason we're putting it out there is because there are many variables here. Right. There's so many people going through this with uh, going through this with your own parents. How have you decided what's best for them? How have they articulated for you what they want? One of the challenges I think we have with mom and dad is they just don't really want to tell us exactly what to do. Don't mm-hmm. you kind of get that feeling? Like, well, I, I think that they don't have 
strong feelings about mm-hmm. either staying in Portland. They haven't said we definitely want to do that. Or mm-hmm. they don't have strong feelings about living in California. They want to try it out. So they are being extremely flexible. Right. right. And, and we want to honor uh, we want to honor their needs and wants. But we also can see that there's certain limitations now that we have to take into the you know, the decision-making process. I mean, we are picking up a lot of the decision-making now. Right, right, which is a big change for families right. when that starts it's huge. to happen. It's really, really big. And I haven't spent a lot of time with mom and dad, you know, in my adult Do you want to uh, no, fly up to Portland tonight and get in the back of that no, minivan with us? No, because I'm signed on once they get here, you know, to really, I've been sort of, you know, gathering my strength and researching researching and like reading as much material as I can Mm -hmm. about having, you know, them around. There was a really great article in the New York Times, for instance, this week about, you know, sort of this whole idea of elders speak and you have to watch the way that you speak to older adults, whether they be your parents or anyone, because people know, I mean, at that age, you know that this is, you know, the downward slope and they do not, psychologists say, that you should really honor them with the way you'd speak to anybody Mm -hmm. and not call them miss or dear or dearie and sort of, you know, patronize them, you know, with words like sweetie. So I I found that fascinating. (laughs) I've never heard you call mom sweetie. No, no, no. We don't talk like that to each other. (laughs) But I want to be protective of them in Santa Monica while they're here. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's that sort of thing. And, and one last thing I just want to mention. Here's a step we took as the kids in the family mm-hmm. just because the communication between us is going to be so key. I mean, luckily, we host a talk show together. So the five, <laughs> one of us talk all the time. And we also separately talk to our brothers all the time. But we've gotten into a habit over the past six months or so since we knew the wheels were in motion for this. We have these family conference calls where all eight of the kids just get on together every couple of weeks, and we talk about what we know, what we've been thinking, what mom or dad might have said to one of us that they didn't say to another one. So that communication, so far, so good. Yes. we just got to keep that up. Yes. And we're working on and it. And we have a moderator. <laughs> Julie acts as the yes. moderator, as she often does. And right. then we've also enlisted a geriatric care manager. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something we'll probably explain a little bit more about in later shows. But that is a, a layperson, if you will. It's an outside expert who this is what they do. They help, care, they help families uh, manage all the transitions that older Americans go through. And that can be everything from legal help to medical help to transition them to a nursing home, to dealing with communication problems within the family. It can be everything from paperwork to counseling. Mm-hmm. And so we have engaged a geriatric care manager, and she's even come on the conference calls with us to talk to all the kids at the same time. And that's been, that's new for us. We don't, uh, we're used to having guests on the show, but not on our personal <laughs> conference calls. She doesn't have theme music, but no. she's very instructive. No, we're going to, we're going to get her, I'm going to get her some now. You'll hear more about this from us, but if you have any advice, what Whatever you've been through, we would love to hear about it. So go to the blog and share your thoughts or just send us a private email. You can do that at SatelliteSisters.com. And, Monica, you're going to post some links at the blog that we've already used for helpful information, right? I am, Leanne. One about uh, geriatric care managers and one about the, the New York Times, they're blogging about you know, caring for your elderly parents. And they, they've been doing a good job with that all early fall so we're going to post links to that and that'll be up on sister spot today all right great all right well good good luck with the drive (laughs) see see you when you get here
<laughs> any also any suggestions for a great audio book? Email me <laughs> at satellitesisters.com. The clock is ticking. We're getting in the car in two days. <gasps> My kids like the Chronicles of Narnia. You might want to try it. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. We're we're um, switching gears to animals in the news. <laughs> Stay with us. This is Leanne, and as you know, all October, I've been writing a series of articles for MakingLifeBetter.com, encouraging you to cut the chaos in your life. Just enjoy life a little more. Sure, Leanne, that is excellent advice. Now, we all know MakingLifeBetter.com by now. It's a great resource for moms and families where they can find tips on food and recipes, beauty, style, vitality, wellness. And I'm over there, Liz, on the Home and Family Channel. And I'm doing my part to help people cut the chaos in their lives. All right. You know school volunteering is a big part of my life. Huge. Maybe too big. And And I consider myself pretty well-versed in this topic. So I have a whole series of tips this week to help you cut the chaos. I encourage people to volunteer at schools, Liz. I know. I know it's important. But here's one thing you have to remember. If you volunteer, do me this favor. Actually do the work, okay? When you sign up, say, to take a shift at the family fair. It's a couple hours, and go ahead and do that, because it's good for you and it's good for the school community. But Liz, if you're supposed to be painting faces, paint the faces, okay? No chatting with the other moms. I see. No standing over in the corner, chit-chat, chit-chat. Is that what happens? That's not helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what happens, Liz. It's natural. Women like to talk. Mm -hmm. But again, you've signed up to paint faces. So I'm just (laughs) saying, paint now, chat later. That's all. (laughs) You know, because the poor person running the family fair... That's a thankless job. Yes, it What is. she doesn't need is to have to go over to the adults, the volunteers, and say, could you please stop talking and paint the six-year-old's faces? Right. You know, that's... I suspect you've had to say that in past. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been quite so nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have plenty more tips for enjoying your experience as a school volunteer, whether you're the volunteer, whether you're the worker bee, Liz, or the queen bee. Because I've been the worker bee, and I've been the queen bee, and I have a lot to say. So you can go to makinglifebetter.com slash sisters and find all my articles to help you cut the chaos. Or you can go to makinglifebetter.com, the home and family channel. And there I will be because that's what your satellite sisters are for, making life better. I like this song. We're the satellite sisters, Leanne, Sheila, Monica, Liz here today. All right, Monica, some breaking animal news. I Hamsters have... kill, Leah. <laughs> you are kidding. You know, I just wanted to say that because I know how some of the sisters feel about hamsters. <laughs> no, I, I read this kind of alarming headline uh, about the American Academy of Pediatrics. They came out with a report warning parents of some of the health risks associated with pets. I mean, we all know pet turtles can give you salmonella Mm. remember when we had those pet turtles Mm -hmm. what was mom thinking and our well we didn't know back then we did not know about any of the risks we didn't know but yet it's always (laughs) suspected (laughs) i never wanted to take care of the pets you never touched any of the pets we had sheila that's probably why you've lived to (laughs) this to be so healthy (laughs) just Lived anyways. They the, the warning said it's it's specifically for children under five who have de- developing immune systems. Uh, so, anyways, they were kind of serious, but I was glad to see they had a list of eight pets that 
pose major health threats to kids. Yeah. And, of course, I had to laugh a little bit about it because, you know, a hedgehog, a <laughs> monkey, and an African Gambian rat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, yeah. Those kind of pets should not be around five-year-olds and right. toddlers. I mean, a hedgehog? Oh, my I daughter mean, Ruth <laughs> wanted a monkey so badly when she was younger. Really? Yes, I can had to. You, I mean, can you have a monkey in no, an apartment she, in New York? She just wanted, like, a baby. Like, to, you know, so we bought her a stuffed orangutan. And it had, like, those arms of the Velcro in the back. And she carried it around all day like a little baby. Okay. Well, monkeys are pretty dangerous. I mean, they can spread like <laughs> they're, they're cute. They're dangerous. They can spread herpes B virus. But an already African got that. Gambian I mean, I got, rat, I got cold sores every two weeks. You don't have herpes B virus, <laughs> Sheila. That's like me, that causes meningitis. Oh, okay. And I don't stuff. have that one. No, right. you don't. <laughs> but I think she's coming down with it now that you mentioned it. All right. You know, but the other things on the list were, of course, hamsters. I mean, oh, you know, smart. never like those little fur balls. I know. They're rodents. Our yeah. cousins had them. They're cute, remember when, remember when they get, would get loose in the Morningstar's house? They had like four hamsters, and the hamsters were loose every time we spent the night there. <laughs> I know. It was scary. Oh, they were like burrowing in the mm. closet. So anyways, just, you know, check out this list. They also say the baby chickens aren't that great for kids. Ferrets. They said big cats, raccoons, and other wild animals. I'm sorry, but right. big, that's cat, common big cats sense. like leopards? <laughs> yes. Well, Liz, more, more people are getting exotic pets. Mm-hmm. You know, they're available, like iguanas, reptiles, Ooh. snakes. But, you know, it's not to say fish are not exactly safe. They can make you sick. Really? And, yeah. They can make you sick. They can have mycobacterial Think infections. Think of what they're doing in the water, everything. I know, but the kids aren't swimming in the water. I mean, you know, pet fish. infections. Yeah, but you, put your, you might put your hands in there if you dropped a toy in there and you were under five and you wanted to fish the toy out. Leanne. Well, yet, uh, by that standard, almost anything in the home is dangerous. <laughs> yes, you're right. Toilets, Ed- just take them out of the house. <laughs> Dishwashers, take it out. I do think it's solid advice to avoid the hedgehogs, monkeys, and African Gambian rats at home. Oh, my youngest son, Colin, has wanted a hamster so much. Is five the age limit, or is it just, can I tell him, like, sorry, you're under 18, you can't have a hamster? Well, no, according to this American Academy of Pediatrics, he might see the article, Leon. Yes. I I doubt it, unless he gets, reads pediatrics, but (laughs) Colin is very book smart. He might enjoy pediatrics, but they say it's mainly for uh, kids under five. Okay. Because, you know, the little hamsters are kind of cute. No. They're, they're kind of they're too rat-like for yeah, me. Yeah, they're dirty. Um, all right. Well, you know, one of the places I've always wanted to go, it's been on my list for a while, is the Galapagos Islands. Oh, yeah. You know, because I feel strongly about the turtle. I know you know I love sea turtles. Uh, I've, I've, off, I've, I've loved them since I was like 18. She's crying. No, I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, I've loved them since I lived on a barrier island when my, our parents lived in Florida. And it was a oh, sea, turtle, right. sea turtle mating ground. Mm-hmm. And they would come, the female turtles would come it's a nesting ground and so i had the chance over the course of the summers that i lifeguarded there on the beach to see all the sea turtles born it was really a magnificent sight so you mm-hmm. did have some good childhood i memories. did I, that was it <laughs> yeah that was well there's one okay so along with the, all the turtles there's a lot of fantastic things on the galapagos islands yes and you know i see those since cruise the galapagos islands oh that looks great yeah, doesn't it? yeah. it's exotic animals you think how great to have the kids there no, now the they're saying the uh, U.S. Her- or the World Heritage sites are saying. 
tourists are killing all the animals on the Galapagos <gasps> oh, Islands. No. They're ruining what? the pristine environment there. And now they have like 180, they have 180,000 tourists, too many on the Galapagos Islands now. They're getting 300,000 tourists a year there. Oh. And they're saying like max, they should really only be handling about 100,000. So you can't go. Well, now... Mm-hmm. I could go, Liz, but now I'd feel bad about you'd going. You'd feel ter- You'd feel so like it was bad for the turtles. They've ruined it for me. I'll never go oh, now. Leanne. So I don't care how much they increase the tourist fare, because that's what they were thinking of doing. Like, uh-huh. okay, well, we make a lot of money from the tourists. So they thought, well, if we lessen the number of tourists, we can just triple the fare. Uh-huh. So it costs 300 bucks to get your pass to go on the Galapagos Islands for the day. Still, they've ruined it for me permanently. So darn, that's it. Darn. Gosh darn it. All well, right. you but care not, about and them you're not so going much. to the North Pole. And either, I'm not right? going because of the polar bears. I can't do that. <laughs> can't I care too them. much. I care too much. I care too much. <laughs> so, and then believe it or not, after that turtle story, I saw another turtle story in the news this week. And this one, this is just sad. I, I okay, just try to picture this. Scientists are trying to save one of the world's most endangered species of freshwater turtles. Okay, this is the Yangtze giant soft shell turtle okay you know how many yangtze giant soft shell turtles there are in the world a couple of dozen very few there's one female (gasps) oh no i'm tearing up one there's one female you're gonna love this okay (laughs) and there's one male oh and they're my god they're so romantic it's gonna turn for you though (laughs) sheila it's gonna turn less than romantic so when you hear that the one female has been in a chinese zoo but unknown for 50 years. What do you mean unknown? They didn't, they didn't know, know she, was, she there? was there. They thought that the turtle, they thought there were no females in the world and they didn't know what they were going to do. They had lost her at this Chinese zoo. Wow. And she just emerged now. They've discovered her, I guess, under a rock or something. <laughs> She's been there for 50 <laughs> years, okay? Oh my God. Is that old for a turtle? That's She's, probably not too well, old. Well, she's 80. Oh. Okay, oh. so here's the problem the 80 year old female turtle. Now has to have sex with the hundred-year-old male turtle. Whoa! Oh, oh that's oh. not a pretty picture, no, is it? No, it's not. When the time is right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so they have them in the side-by-side bathtubs. See Alice. See Alice. <laughs> oh man. Well, here's the rub with that, Sheila. First of all, they're, she- they're wrinkled to begin with. I know. <laughs> they're not looking good. They're leathery skin. You've heard of the leathery skin? Oh man. These are soft-shelled turtles, so ooh. they are still not looking good. Okay, first of all. She's 800 miles away from this guy. So oh. they have to load up Bessie, the yeah. 80-year-old Yangtze giant soft-shell turtle, and take her to the new zoo. Take her to the other zoo. Right. I was going to say, they walk really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. But they're a little worried. This is like a bad date waiting to happen because, first of all, the males can be very territorial, and they can attack other unfamiliar turtles. Okay. And second... Mm-hmm. Neither turtle has seen a member of the opposite sex for decades. <laughs> okay. I sometimes feel that way. <laughs> it has been oh decades. My oh, my God. That could, anything could happen. I know. I mean, they could just be repelled or they could just go the opposite. Right. And they, go nuts. Sex on fire. They don't know what's going to happen to this turtle. So they manage... They get the 80-year-old female. They decide, okay, we'll move her to the other zoo. And there seems to be some mutual attraction. Oh, nice. Seems that they're very happy together. And so they actually mate. And the female is able to produce 100 eggs. 
But what? guess what? Oh, that's not oh, fair. Oh, no, what? Guess what? Because they didn't know she was alive in the Chinese zoo, instead of feeding her an excellent diet of fish and crayfish, they have been feeding her, she's been like scavenging raw beef and pork, okay? Uh, and that's not good for it's a turtle? not good for the eggs. Oh, oh no. So none of the eggs are going to hatch. They don't mm. think the eggs are going to hatch. So well, now are they going to load her up now on some good veggies yes, and have them gonna, do it again? They sh- yeah, they, they do. <laughs> they're going to give her light, light the candles. And- <laughs> That's exactly it. Now they do have them, Liz. It's ironic you mentioned the side-by-side bathtubs because now they have them in side-by-side ponds. They oh, do. Up okay. to 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> For 48 years if you're a giant turtle. <laughs> if you're a giant turtle, that can last 48 years. And uh, they have them in the zoo, okay? They have side-by-side ponds. They're really warming up to each other. They're improving her diet. And then they're going to try again in the spring. Love it. That's when the two old turtles have they try na- once Have they again. named them? No, she'll. Oh, okay. Well, well maybe, I mean, maybe they have. But maybe I, we could come up with names I, for them. I mean, let's the, follow this story. <laughs> Stop it. No. no. I knew that's where that was going to end up. I knew that. No follow-up question. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm rooting right. for those two old turtles. Yeah. That's I'm okay. Well, there's hope then. Yes. Hope is still alive for yes. these two. That poor turtle eating raw meat and pork. How yeah, but the fact that she could even turtle? do it and then produce eggs is a miracle. It is at 80. Yeah. I know. I know. It's incredible. <laughs> All right. Wow. Coming up. What do we have coming up? Uh, food. food. Oh, food news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of raw beef and pork, <laughs> we're going to move from turtles to unhealthy food. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. And then later on the Cozy Couch. Four in the morning, the sidewalks asleep. Dogs on the porch and spiders on the Hey, this is Monica, and this week's Listen Up is brought to you by TheMusicFile.com. This week, we're listening to the band Calexico, and the song is called The News About William. This week at The Music File... They ha- it's all about five for fall. You know, music isn't really like the movies where you have a bunch of movies that come out every week and you have to sort through them, decide if you're going to see them now or wait for the video. You know, there are hundreds of new CDs that are released every month, and it can be really overwhelming knowing what to listen to or what to buy. And many of the best CDs, they never get radio play, or they may take months to kind of get on your radio radar But our friends at The Music File take the guesswork out of music. They sort through scores of submissions, and they try to pick the best of the best for you. Now, fall is a really busy time for new releases, and this week, The Music File, they're going to give us their top picks for new fall CDs, and these include bands like Blitz and Trapper, The Sea and Cake, Margot and the Nuclear So-and-Sos, and the band we're listening to today, Calexico. I love this band. They're from Tucson, Arizona. They've been around for a while. And their new CD is called Carry to Dust. You know, if you don't know these artists, that's okay. Check out the editor's picks at themusicfile.com. And you can go right to satellitesisters.com and find our link to the music file. Now let's listen up to their great new fall CD pick. It's Calexico, and the song is The News About William. 
Inside Sisters, we're back. Hey, okay, now it's time to hear food news. Now that we're caught up on turtle sex, uh, see if you can top that, Sheila. Oh, well, I have a few food stories for you here now. Um, I read this week, I did not know there was a parent company that is the parent of KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Long John Silver, and A&W. You know what the name of the company is? Yum Brands. Yum Brands, that's mm-hmm. right. Now, uh, basically what they've done is they've... <laughs> what? Why are you laughing, Mom? Yeah, that was a bad intro. I know, I know. Just like business news from Sheila. It's great. Wow. Yum Brands, yeah. It's like one of the biggest food oh. companies in the world, but that's okay. All right, well, they've stalled on providing the calorie data for one of their... <laughs> What? Did you make up that word yourself? Stalled? No, 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 I just... I know, that's out of the story. Yeah, no, on the calorie data for KFC, they've been stalling on that. This and, could be very damaging right, to the Yum brand. Right. Um, and uh, so basically, the story is... <laughs> are you reading the, it now? They, uh, the company is going to phase in the calorie count onto menu boards starting in January 1. So uh, 2011, that's... <laughs> That is a long way off. Yes, it is. I mean, what's the point of this article? Just to tell us it's like five. It's a, a young brand press release, obviously, Sheila. I mean, this is ridiculous. So but I thought you were going to tell us what the calorie count was. No, I thought we could just try to guess, you know, in terms of an individual serving of chicken. Just try to guess, but you don't have. Okay. All right. This sounds fun. I mean, I don't know. It's, we're not getting the facts till 2011. Okay, I okay. guess then uh, 700 calories and 40 grams of fat. That's my okay, guess. Okay, okay. Liz. For what? A piece of chicken from KFC. Or throw in a little mashed potatoes. Oh, God. All right, are we okay? Yeah. <laughs> throw in some mashed potatoes. And a little, a little biscuit. So you said mashed potatoes and a... <laughs> The radio went crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know what you're saying. Well, what I'm saying is that this is probably be a lot of calories. A l- so many calories. They're waiting to 2011 <laughs> to break that. I mean, right, what I are don't you think we do? all literally have to guess that. If okay. we're not, really, <laughs> we not going to know the answer for two years. All right, let's go to the next story. Good idea. All right, I was reading on Yahoo Health the worst. Healthy foods, healthy in quotes. Are there actual lists, or so, is that going to come out in eleven two? <laughs> Sheila's going to face it in. <laughs> to the story. I'm stalling the, the facts <laughs> until a half an hour from now, after I've read the article. No, it's a type of article where it says instead of this, pick this. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, let's start. <laughs> oh, this is this be is fun much more too. fun. Instead of a granola bar, which is 200 calories, by the by, and 15 grams of sugar. They're suggesting that we eat an ounce of cheddar cheese with Triscuits, which is only 150 calories and five grams of sugar. But you know that's bogus because you're going to eat like 10 Triscuits. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And a pound right. of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me. That's, that's true. All right. We are dispelling this article. I like it. There's no such thing as one ounce of cheese. All right. Instead of a yogurt with fruit on the bottom, which is 100 calories and 15 grams of sugar, try plain yogurt with fruit mixed in. Ew. Do you know you're going to throw? <laughs> I, I love that. Okay. I do. You know what you're going to do? Crumple up some granola and put it on top. Yes, you yeah, will. To, to make add it more taste sugar. good. No, but this was the mind blower of the article. This is the real. <laughs> oh, what? This is getting exciting. <laughs> All right. Guess how many calories? No. Oh, no. Please. No. <laughs> no, a bagel. Yum. A bagel with cream cheese is unbelievably fattening. It's 700 calories. 
Really? That's why it tastes and so good. 40 yeah. grams of fat and 13 of those grams are saturated. Yum. Look what you can have instead of that. A cheese omelet is only 425 calories. Well, that's a pretty good trade-off, And Sheila. 18 grams of fat. I think that's the key to the article right there, baby. <laughs> that the cheese is omelet. what they needed to lead with. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Triscuit th- stuff. You know what I mean? So I would rather have half a bagel with cream cheese. That's how cheese I omelet. cut my bagel calories. It's, 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 they're saying bagel is one of the worst things for you. Or a bagel, <laughs> as the case may be. Not bagel. <laughs> they. I don't know. Hey. Right. Okay, I have no ending to this segment. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on now. No I'm, end in sight. Please, let's face in another story. <laughs> I had another food-related thing I could okay. bring up. This was a funny story in last week's New York Times. The headline was, Old Gender Rolls with Your Dinner? And that's rolls like R-O-L-E-S, not R-O-L-E-S. Oh, get it. Okay. Guess how many? There will be no guessing here. It's a whole story about high-end restaurants in New York. And the way they treat women versus the way they treat men. And also what women look for in a restaurant versus what men look for. And it's written, Sheila, by your favorite, Frank Bruni. Oh, he is the restaurant him. critic. Mm-hmm. And you have taken him to task occasionally in yes. the past. But he, he I wish he's taken me to dinner. But Okay, well. <laughs> some food know. humor. Some repartee you got going over there. Witty repartee. You should have tried that in the first two stories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here, here's a couple of insights uh, from Frank Bruni. He said, because everybody knows him as a restaurant critic, so men and women are always asking him for recommendations, where should I go, Frank? And he said uh, that men rarely ask about lighting. Women frequently do. They yes. just want a reassurance oh, that a restaurant is too proud. I do, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I was alone with that. Nope. But no, all around the home, Leon, you yep. do? Yep. Sheila? I don't care. Either way is fine. Yeah. I ask about lighting. I'm more likely to ask about music, though. Because oh. I've been to plenty of places where the music is just blasting, so I'll ask the server, hey, you know what, could you turn it down a little bit? Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love to do that. <laughs> uh, Frank Bruni says, women, ask him if, if a menu has leaner, healthier options. Men just want to know where can they get a decent steak. Yeah. You know, I think we kind of knew that. Uh, then he talked to Mario Batali, who you know from the Food Network, and sure. he owns a bunch of fancy restaurants in New York, including Babo and Otto. And Mario Batali says... Women are looking for someplace comfortable. Uh, men are looking for a place to show off. So oh. he actually designs mm-hmm. restaurants oh, with men or women in mind with the actual physical design of the space. Oh, okay. Because men like to be on display a little bit more. They like, the obviously, clubbier colors and all of that. Women care a lot about the level of the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. That if you have a lot of women in your restaurant, you have to keep the air conditioning down low. Because they're wearing less clothing right. than men are. I thought that was interesting. A man, it's really important to a man, according to Mauro Batali, to be greeted rapturously and treated like an insider. It's they, their ego. Yeah. Yeah. They want to look like a big shot. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Sheila. <laughs> Whereas a woman. That's they, true, though. I, 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 I How many calories in the pasta appetizer at Batali's yeah. restaurant? Let's guess. Uh, a woman, the, her number one turnoff in a restaurant. Uh, well, let, okay, let's guess. Oh. What would be the number one turnoff in a restaurant, Sheila? Uh, the, um, a really sexy hostess. A turnoff? <laughs> Turn off. Yeah, a turn off. A sexy hostess is a turn off? Yeah, it's a threat. It's a threat to my femininity. 
Okay, Leanne, how about you? Well, I would say bright lighting. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've already covered that, though. But I'm going to stick with bright lighting. All right. Leanne's shutting down this entire segment. (laughs) No, I I think it has something to do with the bill Mm -hmm. or something to do with the fact that if the sommelier comes, he uh, addresses the man of the table Mm -hmm. when she may be the head of the party. That's a factor. But no, number Mm -hmm. one with women Here's the restrooms. That the rest, oh. If the restrooms are cramped, ugly, and messy, oh, that's, that, that's it. They're never coming back. Men apparently don't oh. care about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're happy to be cramped into the restroom. All right. But here's the one thing that I thought was really um, helped me understand the whole myth that why do women get treated less well at restaurants than men? Right. That a table of women will be uh, treated less well than a table of men. I wasn't ever sure that that was true. But according to the waiters and experts quoted in this story, it is true, but not for the reasons you think. It's not necessarily, like the old wives' tale has always been that women don't tip as well. Right, so why bother? Yeah, and that's a factor, but it's not just that women, it's not that women are cheap. It's that the waiters know that men are just going to eat more food and drink more alcohol, and so their checks are going to be bigger, Mm -hmm. and so they would rather have men at their tables than women uh, because they're just going to chow down a lot more. It's a bigger check. Right. Okay, that I would believe. And they also said that the problem with women is that we talk to each other, that men just eat and leave. But oh. women, they oh. eat and they, they stay. Stick they can't turn over the table. Exactly. They've ordered the one cookie plate. Exactly. Split <laughs> between yes. eight of them, yes. and then Takes they stay for half another an hour to minutes. divide up the bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the waiter that they're quoting here is the guy that just wrote that bestseller waiter rant. Mm-hmm. So right. he's been observing uh, patron behavior in New York restaurants for a long time. He says on a Saturday night, you get these two ladies. They walk in and say, "We haven't seen each other in ages. We just want to talk." and talk and talk. So, of course, if you're a waiter, this is the last thing in the world that you want to hear. And so they will occupy a table for four hours. Right. Or the man, it's like 90 minutes, they're in, they're out, they eat their steak, they drink their scotch, and they go. And that women are just more verbal, and that it's, so it's just much more common that sooner or later they have to come back and say, excuse me, ladies, we need the table. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Very interesting. You know, again, it's common once you think about mm-hmm. it, you know, it's... We know that's true. That we the reason we're we just go, having more fun eating are, out with our friends. Well, that's why we're going out is to catch up with our friends. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about the showing off or the steak food. or anything. Right. It's not so much about the food. Right. It's about the camaraderie, the conviviality. Uh, and so we had an experience. My group of friends. We had an experience where we had to be out. It was like two hours. We had plenty of time. But the waitress. I think maybe she thought we wanted to, like, chat all night. But people had to, like, go pick up their kids at water polo practice at 9 o'clock. So it took forever to order. And then we were like, hello, we got to get going. And she's like, okay, what's for dessert? We're like, the bill, because you took so long. And she was shocked. We were like, you know. So she made the assumption assumption that you were in for the night. To be there. But now I know know why I have some. So next time, and that's circumstance i would say hey we have to be out by nine right, right. i mean you think when you get there at seven you have plenty of time but it was very slow service and i think she thought she was doing us a favor yes. and we were like we gotta go so they're making assumptions by gender which are not go. always correct there you go all right we're the satellite sisters stay mm. with us more coming up including cozy couch because sheila has done a lot of hard work today Ooh. so she <laughs> gonna i need relax. to relax <laughs> really too late to
Welcome to On the Cozy Couch with Sheila. Oh, I hope, you know, you just take some time right now with me and with us to breathe, reach, and snack. That's what we do here. So let's take a deep breath in. Reach and snack. Oh, I feel so good. You know, Woman's World just came through again this week. On the cover is her name is spelled Sonja. Sonja. I think it might be Sonja with a J, but Sonja lost 20 pounds. That's right. <laughs> That's super. <laughs> Better than the Atkins diet she was on. And so that is the cover model. Pink and very perky. Um, surprising nightcap that can help you sleep great. Mm. Is it the carrot cake? No. That would help me sleep. <laughs> no, but the carrot cake has hidden health-boosting ingredients. So just eat all you want of that. Is that phytonutrient? <laughs> Guess the calorie count. And, um, and also the perfume that makes women look slimmer. Can you believe no that? No way. Yeah. Oh, I want yeah. some that. Yeah, there's some florals in there that work on some, you know, brain, just a sort of brain photofinals. Photofacials. Is serotonin going to be in that Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Woo, I can't even focus for the cozy couch. You know that's bad. All right. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to start with smart new ways to remove water stains. <laughs> Whip up gourmet wonders from leftovers. Save the fashion inventions. And we have smart ideas to make life happier. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Save, save the day fashion. What? Save the, the day. day fashion save, inventions. Yes, yeah, say what did I say? Save the fashion inventions. <laughs> well, that's important too. It's like even right. women's world, that's a dumb headline. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay, there's a poodle on a leather couch. You know you got trouble. Smart new ways to, <laughs> to remove water stains. This is incredible because we have been talking about this. Just uh, just the other day, we were talking about it. Spilled water on your leather couch or car seat? Ball up a fresh piece of bread. <laughs> and blot it at the water to remove it without leaving a stain behind. Oh. That is fabulous. Yeah, I'm going to carry bread in the car. <laughs> that is incredible. Start carrying bread in the car. Right. Yeah. How about reviving your wood furniture? I don't have any, but um, if I did... If if somebody left a glass stain on my wood table, sure. uh, uh, now I know I can squirt some non-gel toothpaste onto a dry ca- cloth. <laughs> can't say this that This is word. complicated. Cloth. I hate those, those blended consonants. It's are hard, hard to say. <laughs> and rub it over the water rings. Then you let it sit for a few hours. That's a long time. And then you got to get another clean, damp cloth. <laughs> To shine up your fabulous finish. Now, I, I needed this the other day because I was trying everything to get the, the stains out of my shower door. You can shine up your shower door by rubbing the pulpy side of a lemon half over those stubborn spots. That's right. Just what is the pulpy side, well, by the way? It's the cut side. I suppose don't rub the rind. Rub <laughs> the lemon. Okay. Thank you. I knew there was cool. a good reason you're here. And um, Monica. <laughs> yes. I'm I know you have trouble with spots on your stainless steel appliances. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you, Liz, for laughing. Um, you can make those water spots disappear by p- using rubbing alcohol. Mm. That's right. It removes the spot without drying or streaking. Okay. You know, I, 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 surgery I hate on to any of those this. appliances. You've I'm actually that? finding this helpful. Oh, <laughs> you know you love it. Okay, let's 
Um, let's go to Save the Day Fashion Inventions. Thank you very much. All right. Now, I often look for ways to extend my necklaces. Because <laughs> longer necklaces are the latest thing. Yeah, yeah. You've seen it. They're just going way down there. But, the, you know, just because you have a choker doesn't mean you have to stop wearing your jewelry. Instead, you can extend them with a nifty kit. Um, you basically have to write to necklace necessities, <laughs> necklace necessities com, and they have three and six inch extenders put on to your necklace somehow. And I don't know what you have to break. So you ex- let me get this straight. So you're saying you extend your necklace with a necklace extender? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was understanding yeah. that one. No, no, no. And I can see at the ends, maybe you hook it on, and then yeah, you, I can see. people don't see the extender. But there might be a time when you turn your head where they do, which would look really bad. Right. A choker is generally a choker. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't really look good. Okay. What? Extendo. Well, the, the, Save these, the day. I think we got the gist no. of it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like this idea. Massage your feet while you walk. There's a brand of um, tights now called... Cushy foot. <laughs> I love this. And they have padded, textured soles Ooh. that relax your feet with every step, Reduce- <laughs> oh. reducing <laughs> tension and fatigue. You can write to them at cushyfoot.com. And they're only $23.97. How did they come up with that price? This is so weird. Why do you have to write to all these companies? Can you just buy them? <laughs> well, these- a store? Right. Have a belt without the bulk. All right? <laughs> it's called the Invisibelt, okay? It's, you take your necklace extender. <laughs> it is. It's Wrap kind of it twice around it's, it's the a, waist. <laughs> and you, you, that choker turns into a belt. And then you take your cushy foots and you just wrap it around. It's like a clear, flat cincher that won't show under your close-fitting tops. So you can define your waist with a cinch. Um... <laughs> Uh, or two loose pants with bulk. I have no idea what that means. What do you just put the clear strap yeah, it's around? It's like stereo you? wire. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would fashion yeah. that into yeah. a really bad belt. All right. Pants up. All right. We've heard about hiding your brap straw. straw. Yes, we are. Are we almost done? <laughs> um, okay. There's a thing called the strapper. I mean, they all have names. It's a butterfly design. Do I have to write just strapper.com? You actually do. It's called thestrapper.com. Okay. And it's a butterfly design, and it cinches, cinches the straps in back to make an X or a racer back. Okay, let's whip up some gourmet wonders from our leftovers. Okay, let's. I love this idea. Um, I love this first one. Cake pudding. (laughs) You're going to take your leftover cake. And you're going to cube it. I love cubing things. <laughs> um, and then you're going to fold it into some warm pudding mm. while you make a mix, adding a pinch of cinnamon <laughs> ma- made from a mix. So basically, leftover bread, pudding, pudding from a mix, a little cinnamon. Boom. You got a nice cake pudding. All right. All right. Brownie crumble parfait. Layer crumbled brownies with sliced bananas and strawberries and vanilla yogurt. To make a caramel sundae sauce. <laughs> I missed a step. You're going to make the sauce. The, yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, Those ingredients don't, don't make, make caramel. caramel. All right. I like this. Pasta omelet. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Okay, you're going to take some sauced spaghetti, leftover, of course. Yeah, sauce yeah. it up. All right. Sauce with, it up. With four beaten eggs, a quarter cup of grated Parmesan. You're going to cook up some oil in a nonstick sillet. Sillet. <laughs> going to flip it once. It's disgusting. You're just, <laughs> just frying your, your pasta, yeah. basically. Just, yes. I like with that. Eggs. Yeah. And finally, meatloaf chili. Oh, and now we're getting to a real leftover. Okay, so there's no such thing as leftover brownies, by the way. All right. <laughs> Good point, Leanne. Um, and a very intelligent comment on this segment, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Raising the bar <laughs> overall. Can I bring it down from there? <laughs> sure. Um, you're going to crumble yesterday's meatloaf and mix canned chili and diced tomatoes. Serve topped with your favorite topping. Sour, Sour cream. cream. That's right. So, and... Um, Finally, to set your confidence soaring, Monica, I'd like yes. you, you, wa- you wanted endorphins, you got it. Smile. Smile to release those feel-good endorphins. <laughs> I'm smiling right now. Listen or, to oh, we can hear that. Or endorphins. And it makes you look more friendly, even though you're not. And it stimulates the production of the feel-good endorphins. That's what the Cozy Couch is all about. This has been Sheila. Just breathe, reach, and snack, people. Woo! Okay. That's that's a big finish. Wow, (laughs) Sheila, fantastic. Thank you so much. Hey, next week you are going to want to tune in uh, to Satellite Sisters because we are going to have exciting news about the Intra-Sister Challenge. You know what we said. We are going to make Halloween costumes for you, but you have to vote, and we have some very special details. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to listen to Satellite Sisters next week because we are going to let you know how you can be the judge. (gasps) In our mm. next intra-sister challenge. We have never so, tried this before, so that ever, is ever. next week on Satellite Sisters. All right, girls, have a great day. You Thank too, you, Leanne. Leanne. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.